In the IPL, small margins can be the big game changers. A run stolen, a run saved, or a ball kissing the bales can be the difference between winning and losing, finishing in third place, or seventh. Take our first match of the 2021 season, for instance. We were playing Mumbai Indians, and you know how our games against that team always go. There's always drama, and this was no different. Our target was 160. We needed eight runs of seven balls. But we had just three wickets left, and the Chennai pitch was tricky. Harshal Patel had done well to take five wickets earlier. And now, he found himself walking into bat with A.B. de Villiers. A.B. was batting like a dream, and he surely could get us over the line. All that the lower-order batter at the other end had to do was give him strike. But then, disaster struck. In the final over, A.B. was run out. It was now up to Harshal and Mohammad Siraj to get those runs themselves. They didn't need to do anything fancy. They didn't need to hit sixes. They just needed to stay calm, put the ball in the gaps, and sneak singles. Good thing then that Sanjay Bangar, the RCB batting coach, had prepared them for exactly this situation. Hi, I'm Sanjay Bangar. This is the RCB podcast, and here I'm going to share how IPL changed my life. From the Royal Challengers Bangalore and ATS Studio, this is the RCB podcast powered by Kotak Mahindra Bank, where we talk to people who make the biggest cricket league in the world happen and ask them how the IPL changed their life. I'm Danish Seth. Show your team some love. Get the Kotak RCB debit and credit card. SMS my team to 5676788 or visit kotak.com. Terms and conditions apply. For the 2022 season, Sanjay Sir will be our head coach. But in 2021, he came on as batting coach. If you're wondering what a batting coach does… I throw a few balls at them, that's it. <laughs> well, that's not quite it. You know that situation Siraj and Harshal found themselves in? Before the match, Sanjay sir had helped the lower order batters prepare for that kind of situation when they may have to manipulate the fields and get one or two runs under pressure in the final over. Siraj and Harshal did just that. They scampered the runs and on the last ball, we won. Exactly like the coach had planned. Our job basically is get them prepared in the best possible manner that we can, taking into account the infrastructure that is available to us. So, uh, preparation is a big part of the contribution of all the support staff. And uh, that's where, from a batting point of view, what I generally do is that uh, in our preparatory phase, um, we will create a lot of situations. We'll create a lot of scenarios which are very close to match uh, scenarios. Yeah. That happens generally when you have a couple of weeks time before the tournament starts. But uh, when the tournament is about to begin, say a week from the time all the players assemble, uh, generally keep a very close uh, tab on how their fundamentals are. Even though not actually bringing it to the notice of a player, 
but it is always better to have that sort of footage and that sort of a content available to me wherein i can analyze each and every player in detail as to what are the problems that he is facing which are the strong areas which are his weak areas and also maintain the confidence levels of the players because um, in a roller coaster tournament like IPL you also want to empower players to have various strategies as also make sure that uh, the confidence level remains consistent uh, the couple of failures should not deter their self confidence and uh, these are the little things i do for the players to go out and perform as far as coaches go sanjay sir is among the most sought after ones in india talking to him about cricket about batting is such an education he'll tell you about trust and respect and talent and instinct he's definitely a big picture guy and you'll hear more about his coaching philosophy soon but what makes his role in the IPL so interesting is that he knows what it's like on the other side as well is he once played in the IPL himself i remember when the first mega auction came and this entire concept of IPL came we narrowly missed out because the rule at that point from BCCI was that if you've represented the country after 2005 you would be part of the auction list and because i had played my last match in 2004 i narrowly missed out i think it was lakshman and karthik with the help of lakshman and karthik uh, i got to get into the deccan chargers team and uh, it was good to play a season of ipl i think it was interesting and totally different from what we've been used to In the first season of the IPL, Sanjay played 11 matches for Deccan Chargers and one game for Kolkata Knight Riders the following year. He had started his cricketing journey way back in 93-94 and played 12 tests for India. So he had a front row seat to see how cricket changed through the decades. No, I I vividly remember the the first auction and uh, we were glued to the televisions and you know suddenly these figures started to hit through the roof that you know somebody is going for 4 crores 6 crores 8 crores and that sort of a money was unheard of to put this in perspective a ranji cricketer used to get paid 16000 rupees per day back in 2007 if he played the ipl he could easily double his annual income earning around 50000 dollars for the tournament which was around 20 lakh rupees at that time i wonder sometimes what players of the past must feel like to know that they have missed out on all the IPL riches here i remember that dialogue from three idiots you know that ranchod das chachad and he saying that mai matlab uska naam dhoond raha tha wo sharmin joshi jo character play kar raha tha usme so the thing is that basically when you you find that your peers are ending up getting those skyrocketing salaries which uh, obviously you have not got then suddenly aise hota hai na ki yaar ठीक है अपने पास तो नहीं मगर बाजू वाले को कितना मिल रहा है सो so, उस चीजों के ऊपर काफी बातें होती थी बट आई थिंक इवेंचुअली वन डिजर्व्स व्हाट वन गेट्स एंड क्रिकेट एज अ फ्रेटर्निटी और एटलीस्ट क्रिकेट इन इंडिया बिकॉज इट्स नॉट ओनली द करंट क्रिकेटर्स हु हैव बेनिफिटेड फ्रॉम इट डोंट फॉरगेट द बीसीसीआई हैज आल्सो डन अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स फॉर पास क्रिकेटर्स हु आर डिप्राइव्ड ऑफ दिस फाइनेंशियल रिवॉर्ड्स बिकॉज ऑफ the the popularity of the sport and the IPL being so successful is that uh, a lot of former players have got one time benefits uh, because earlier in earlier times uh, if you had to have a benefit at the end of a season you literally have to go to current players and request them that you please come and play a benefit match for us so whatever the money that is collected that can uh, be sort of a fund for the retiring player but BCCI has given one time benefit uh, to all the former cricketers 
uh, grade wise or phase wise as to how many, the number of matches that they played till 2004 and along with that uh, i think the entire spectrum of uh, retired players they also get a monthly gratis uh, and that is for a lifetime so uh, these all these rewards uh, would would not have been possible if the popularity of ipl had not uh, kicked off sanjay sir reminds me that many former indian players both men and women benefited financially when the ipl became popular he does not grudge the present generation anything but he's very conscious that the ipl also brought with it new challenges i felt that uh, uh, players who are going to be part of this journey uh, they'll have to figure out how to understand how to balance the advantages and disadvantages of the atmosphere or the euphoria that they find themselves in yeah and that is where there is there is opportunity if you have four or five good seasons you're probably uh, financially independent yeah uh, and uh, along with that uh, it was very critical for players to have some sort of a support system because for a boy who hasn't really seen the glamorous life of an ipl cricketer and he suddenly finds himself in that sort of a scenario he could very well uh, get carried away and that is where the support system of a player comes in massively because how he still values uh, the sport which has actually got him there yeah uh, if he has the talent he has reached there but can that talent be tempered can that talent withstand adversities can that talent uh, stay on course because it it is very likely that uh, by all these attractions which are available uh, in this setup uh, a player might just lose uh, focus Boom, we're living at a time right now where somebody has one great year in the IPL and they're a part of the Indian team. Do you sometimes look at the youngsters and think, man, I wish I just had this opportunity? <laughs> uh, obviously, I mean, uh, but but you can't roll back time and uh, change is the only constant and you, you have to move with the times. Uh, so we generally, whatever our time was, uh, we tried to make the best out of those opportunities which were available to us. Maybe because uh, we had to spend a longer amounts of time trying to understand the game trying to understand the intricacies involved uh, maybe that made us more mature and more experienced players and probably ended up not making too many mistakes when we reached the international circuit uh, but yes i i feel from a batsman's perspective it is very important that you have to undergo that grind maybe it in, it can be in domestic cricket it can be in club cricket but it's important for batsmen to go through that grind because batsmanship is unlike a bowler because uh, if a bowler and we we've seen some fantastic bowlers coming up through IPL that they can straight away go and make an impact uh, because their bodies are young they have got this raw pace and uh, the, the sooner they get into a system wherein they get to understand how to look after their bodies yeah. what to train uh, it works to their advantage but from a batsman perspective you still require to go through that grind which makes you a better player Sanjay has been through the grind firsthand. He was an all-rounder on the domestic circuit for around 20 seasons. He played a big part in Railways winning their first Ranji title and then a few years later their second. If you're not familiar with the domestic setup in India, I should tell you, the Indian Railways cricket team is still a thing. Their women's cricket team has won pretty much every important tournament for nearly two decades. For both male and female cricketers who can't count on an IPL payday, it's a vital source of income and support long after their playing days as well it's still a wanted thing because right. uh, uh, some players do prefer security it's right. not that uh, 
But what organizations like railways and services for that matter who end up uh, providing literally close to 2000 employment for sports persons in a year. Yeah. Uh, what it does is that uh, when they are uh, literally starting off their careers, they provide the support system. And that sort of a system or that sort of a security is required for players to actually pursue their passion or pursue their interest. Otherwise, you know, once you're 22, 23, and if you're not an earning member of a family, then it becomes very hard uh, for, for, for the family to support uh, a sporting career. The hard work at Railways paid off for Sanjay and he enjoyed a short but memorable stint for India. Wearing the national colours and singing the national anthem at the 2003 World Cup remains one of the most memorable moments of his career. It actually propels you because here you are uh, representing a billion people and wanting to do your best and uh, you live that day. You want to give everything that you've got and uh, when you come back and if you are able to hit your head uh, on the pillow and think that, okay, I've given my best uh, on that particular day, then, you know, no regrets. But uh, yes, you aspire and you try and give your 100% every time you step onto the field of play. One of his most memorable knocks came in 2002 at the Heading League round in England. This was a match that changed the course of Indian Test cricket. Opening the innings, Sanjay made 68. That knock set the foundation for all of Rahul Dravid, Sachin Tendulkar and Saurav Ganguly to hit centuries. India won that match. It was their first win in England in 16 years and it sparked in the team the belief that they could win overseas. But given the talent in our country at that time, Sanjay played his last match for India in 2004. Yeah, I think I didn't think big enough because at that time, uh, I only thought that I should play for the country. I never thought to myself that, okay, I, I have to be a 50 test matches or a 100 test matches player for the country. I, my only goal and dream was I have to play for the country. So when you go there and reach, okay, you've reached there, what next? So having to have bigger goals, is critical and uh, if somebody wants to learn a lesson, I think it is important to think big because only when you think big, uh, your actions are directed uh, in that direction. Aim high, think big. That's the coach in Sanjay Bangar talking. His India career and IPL career might have been short, but that only opened the doors for his coaching career. I got my opportunity to play for India pretty late uh, in my career. Like I was literally 29, 30 years old and I had a three and a half years stint at the international level. It was in 2004 that I played my last match for India and uh, I came back in the first class setup and I asked uh, the railway administration whether they would still want me to continue as a player. But they said that, you know, you have a lot to offer. So why don't you take up this uh, captaincy mentorship role wherein you also play, you also lead the team. And along with that, you also mentor players. So Indian Railways is a very peculiar setup because uh, the team is made from uh, players coming from all parts of the country. So you'll end up having players from South India, you'll end up having players from Assam, you'll end up having players from uh, JNK if he's good. So I felt that that sort of a grooming was very critical for me in my growth uh, from a mentor point of view or a coach point of view because I got to understand how players think, how they react, what gets them going and uh, also all the hardships that one has to face uh, through the domestic circuit. So I think uh, it all started from 2005. And here we get to the point of how the IPL changed his life, not as a player but as a coach. It has, 
it has changed massively because uh, yeah. i think my fast forwarding to the indian cricket setup as in a coaching capacity happened purely because of ipl yes i had done all the courses and i was doing the india a and the ncs stuff but had it not been for the dream season of 2014 i would not have uh, uh, got uh, the job with the indian team and uh, i owe everything to the franchise uh, and i owe everything to that opportunity especially which was created by ipl which helped me do the job that i did for the indian team eventually we'll be back after this short message from kotak mahindra bank show your team some love get the kotak rcb debit and credit card sms my team to 5676788 or visit kotak.com Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the RCB podcast powered by Kotak Mahindra Bank. There's a lot to unpack there. So let's start from the beginning. Sanjay sir has had coaching stints with Kochi Tuskers Kerala, Punjab Kings, back when they were called Kings Eleven Punjab, and now RCB. Prior to my stint with the Kings Eleven, I also had a small stint with Kochi Tuskers, and that was uh, again as a batting uh, coach. And that is the time where I got uh, a chance to work with Mahila Jayawardene. I got a chance to work with Ravindra Jadeja when he was just entering the scene. There was Kedar Jadhav. There was a couple of other good players in that team, but unfortunately. Uh, the team couldn't really play the next season because of certain uh, obviously roadblocks but just being part of a setup wherein you you try and uh, guide players of international caliber who are international performers but also along with them to to find a method to also connect at the same time with young domestic players and that is a challenge wherein how you can in a very uniform setup wherein you are actually dealing with superstar you are dealing with the mid level performers and you are dealing with also with youngsters who are just beginning their journey in this sport so that is a biggest experience for me wherein how i can change my tone how i can connect with different players at different levels of their careers and some could very well be uh, towards the end of their careers and how i can get them motivated uh, to perform for the team i think those are the challenges uh, that i have faced and that i relish totally In the middle of all the IPL stints between 2014 and 2019 he was batting coach and assistant coach and very briefly head coach of the Indian men's team this was at the time when India climbed from number 7 to number 1 in test rankings and all the big stars including Virat Kohli Ajinkya Rahane Rohit Sharma they credited him with making them better batsmen I think see it is their greatness uh, that they are acknowledging something that I may have contributed to their uh, to their performances but ultimately it is the drive of the player which is uh, propelling them to greater heights and uh, uh, because uh, we've been together for so long a period wherein if, if you have spent 5 5 and a half years with indian team literally on the road for that amount of time uh, and uh, where you know uh, I got a great opportunity when all these players uh, not virat because virat was already 25 test matches old by that time but uh, somebody like ajinkya rahane or rohit or uh, even shikhar dhawan at that point they were starting off their test careers because they all all of them got their chances around 2013 when 
majority of our star batsmen retired so that is where you require a lot of help when you're starting international cricket uh, i think if if a player requires uh, some sort of hand holding it is at the start of their careers and uh, i i felt that uh, by knowing them as persons more so uh, because uh, no matter how big a player is uh, if you uh, when you lift that veil uh, he's just a child he's just a human being he's just a, a very normal person and uh, Uh, you need to try and connect with those players with whom you are working at a very basic level and only then you tend to start working together wherein there is receptiveness from both ends and uh, once that happens then you know uh, the work uh, prospers there's sometimes a misconception that the best players also make the best coaches and that in a dressing room full of stars a coach has to have his own star power sanjay sir who's so measured with what he says is almost soft spoken shows that this stereotype is not true at all i had to earn it i mean i had to earn the respect it, it is never uh, given that you'll gain respect because uh, i was i i understand that i had, do not really have big international credentials as a player uh, so if a player with big uh, international credentials come the players will tend to have that respect because what he's done Uh, with their careers when they were playing so so they get automatic respect but uh, whether that respect can be sustained in the long run uh, it can be sustained only when the player feels that uh, whatever you have done or whatever you are trying to contribute to their growth if it is helping them only then that respect comes so uh, i feel that uh, players are not interested in what the coaches have done in the past players are more interested in what they want to do in the future and that is where if somebody uh, they feel that they can make a difference to their game i tend to think that uh, those relationships last longer they say that the best wicket keepers in cricket are the ones that you don't notice i think same goes for coaches as well their job happens in the background it's down to the players in the middle to get those wins but when results don't go in the team's favor the heat is directly on the backroom staff i wonder though at this level how much of a batter's success is down to the coaching and i asked sanjay sir this i don't think much because a lot of uh, the success and the failure of a particular player the ownership is with the player hmm. but the part is that if he has not prepared in the best possible manner then obviously we are accountable for it uh, if he is not trained enough because see cricket it is a skill if you give up this skill and if you are at the highest level then your reflexes are going to slow down and if you are not doing the repetitions which are required maybe you you have the chance to uh, lose the rhythm that is required to hmm. perform hmm. so if we have failed to prepare in the best possible manner i feel that we are 100% accountable for it but uh, if the player has actually gone there and did all the things which are possible that he could have done then you know we are rest assured that uh, both him and uh, the coaching staff or me in person have done all that we could and then you know it's a matter of time when the results will follow you face criticism in the past when the indian team has been bowled out for low totals is that fair then in that case yeah it is fair because uh, being at the highest level you are expected to give results now whether the entire result 
is attributable to you i have my own reservations because uh, a player can have success and he he deserves all the accolades for it and uh, if a player has got success then you know because we also tend to glow in the reflected light you know because if somebody is done well then automatically he'll say are yaar usne uski wajah se isne acha kiya to itna bhi that that sort of a thing is not actually directly uh, attributable to us but it is more it is more of the player going out there it is about his determination focus and what not he goes through to conquer or to get to a landmark or to perform to his uh, potential we we value that and it's more of a background job we do not really want to come into the limelight for good or bad that's sanjay sir's coaching philosophy but it's one thing to do it in a setup like india where you are with the team on the road all year and another to do it during the IPL when you just have 3 months with the player i think it's important to build a trust between players or between the team members does it start before do you like text people before they even come in do you message them do you sort of break the ice with them there or what uh, it all determines the position that you occupy in hmm. uh, because hmm. uh, uh, i remember that when i was doing the head coach's job at kings 11 hmm. for close to 3 years is it was you know obviously i had to make all the earlier conversations unlike here wherein obviously mike is uh, mike is here and earlier simon was here and uh, they they were entitled to do the major communication part before the players came and joined the camp but uh, after the, the players joined the camp definitely try and connect with them uh, get to know them a bit and also trust their intentions because in earlier times yes uh, some players have come to be just here to be to experience the joy ride and not contribute but that is no longer the case because players are driven they come to ipl because they want to make a name for themselves because they understand that anybody having a good outing whether it is an indian or an overseas player his performances are being looked at even by his individual board so the professionalism that is now seen in the players yeah. you don't actually have to push that much harder which was the case in the earlier phase of the ipl So what does the job of an IPL coach look like? Uh, on a working day you could say that uh, uh, if we are analyzing a team yeah for instance we are playing tomorrow we are playing KKR and what are the likely scenarios uh, how have they played at a venue in Sharjah how have they bowled what are the lengths that they are trying to hit uh, which is an area where the batsman can actually score runs uh, take entire things uh, make a package uh, for it uh, undergo a lot of video analysis uh, pass it on to the players and then discuss it at the net session as we are going to progress the pre game net session is critical wherein you have one on one conversations uh, with the batsmen hmm. so that uh, they know that uh, these are the things that are coming to them and uh, uh, by having those discussions uh, you know that you know the players are in the right mindset whether they are thinking right and uh, if their plans are right uh, it increases their success ratio when they go out uh, there on the field to perform we do sit in our strategy meetings when we are analyzing the opposition batsmen because i have done a bit of both uh, and i understand pace bowling quite well so but just by knowing the mechanics of the game once you have a look at the setup of a particular batsman uh, whether he's having a wide stance he's having a uh, narrow stance whether he's holding his bat down whether his uh, his hands are apart on the handle he has open stance a close stance so all those things uh, do uh, give the bowlers a cue as to what they can do against that particular batsman and uh, in strategy meetings uh, definitely i try and contribute a bit uh, to grief about it 
As a format, T20 is evolving at such a fast pace. There's so much data available and it's up to the coaches to make sense of the numbers and the trends. Yeah, keep on studying it all the time. Uh, we keep on assessing, analyzing the lens that the bowlers are bowling. Say, for instance, if uh, we are playing a team like Mumbai Indians, and what does a Jaspreet Bumrah do? Which angles does he bowls from? What are his variation deliveries? Where he leaks a lot of runs? What their bowling patterns are? Which bowler is going to bowl at which stage? So all those little little things which can help the player when he's out there in the middle. We pass it on to them and also, I mean, gradually what's also happening is that the batting, at least in the last four or five overs of cricket batsmanship is also going or progressing towards uh, baseball batting, wherein uh, the techniques of baseball are being included gradually in the understanding, the technical part of the game as to how long and how far you can hit the ball. Yeah. And that is where I feel that uh, that is going to be the next stage and figuring it all this out and passing it on to the player in the most simplest of uh, language and in the form that they understand is something that most coaches should as aspire to do and that is something that I aspire to do even though I have not played a lot of T20 cricket. For someone like Sanjay sir, this knowledge doesn't come from only his own experience. He looks outside cricket as well. See, it's, it's like uh, inquisitiveness. It's uh, the more questions you have, the more questions you seek to answer, you find solutions to it. Yeah. So if it's a vigilant mind, if it's a mind which is, uh, which is motivated and wanting to uh, progress, it's not about being uh, living on past laurels, but also wanting to wanting to evolve as a coach as well, so that uh, you tend to understand the mechanics of other sport converging into a sport like cricket. Yeah. So all those things. Uh, uh, interests me quite a bit and that is when uh, you obviously have uh, access to uh, video footage of various other sport wherein the mechanics of the sport are similar and that is how I try and pick up certain things and pass it on to the players. I find it fascinating to learn about the amount of thinking and planning that goes into a game of T20 cricket. It may be just those eight runs to get in seven balls against a team like Mumbai, but so much preparation goes into behind the scenes. And the players at RCB are fortunate to have someone like Sanjay Sir supporting them. As I said earlier, Sanjay Sir has been around Indian cricket for three decades now. And he's seen so much change. So before we wrapped up, I asked him again about the IPL effect on Indian cricket. So how do you think this IPL has changed cricket? IPL massively. If you look at the international results, uh, uh, if you look at the progression of uh, domestic players, straight away walking into international arena and making an impact. So clearly, it has worked wonders from an Indian perspective uh, because how it has uh, helped a domestic player is that when he walks out to play international matches, in his own mind, he knows that he belongs there. Hmm. Because um, for a batsman, if he's played, uh, uh, say, a Dale Stain or uh, Kagiso Rabada, hmm. and you imagine a lift how mentally, say somebody like a KS Bharat who won a match for us the other day, hmm. uh, he took on Kagiso Rabada, he took on Nokia and the other guys. So in his own mind, now he is he feels that he belongs there. And that sort of a confidence you can never get uh, just by having not done it. Okay. So so it is a massive, uh, massive thing for players to go out 
and think that okay no matter if it is a first match you will have a performance like what shardul thakur did in australia or what a washington sundar did in australia so it clearly is a reflection of the progress that the indian domestic players have made i still wonder how many lives would have changed if the ipl had happened sooner but like any excellent coach sanjay sir suggests that we look at the bigger picture every day at the ipl change is happening with every season more lives are being changed with ipl one more thing that has happened is that now it's not only men who are watching the game it is uh, the women the uh, and the team and the way the women's uh, team is also performing the likes of smriti mandana jemima rodrigues shefali i think they've caught the imagination of the public and uh, it's going to be an immensely popular sport uh, not only for men but also the young upcoming girls uh, who want to make a name uh, in possibly a women's ipl in the future show your team some love get the kotak rcb debit and credit card sms my team to 5676788 or visit kotak.com terms and conditions apply thanks for listening to the rcb podcast how the ipl changed my life this podcast was produced by the royal challengers bangalore in collaboration with ats studio gorav vaz is the podcast producer and karunya keshav wrote this episode The title track and sound design was by Madhav Ayachit and Ankit Suryakant mixed and mastered this episode. Thanks to Sanjay Bangar for being such a trove of cricket knowledge. The full video of our conversation is on the RCB YouTube channel. Thanks also to Ajit Ramamurthy who conceptualized this podcast and put everything together. Ajit is the man behind all the amazing content that RCB produces. And finally, thank you to the Royal Challengers Bangalore and all of you the fans for your unwavering support and encouragement we play bold because you believe if you've got this far you're absolutely the best thanks again for listening i'm danish seth see you on the next episode of how the ipl changed my life